0: Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we wanna encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com. Pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us, and enjoy today's message.
1: I'm coming out of this meeting with some friends of mine. At least I thought they were friends of mine. We're walking out in the parking lot. And I look like this, and I say, "Hey, fellas, I'll catch up with you guys later, man. I need to go back inside." He said, "What's up?" I so I think I left my glasses, and they're on the table. And so every one of my very pastoral, nice friends turned into sarcastic, smart aleck comedians. Oh, really? <laughs> what color are they? What do they look like? And they're looking like this, they're looking like that, and I, you know, and so, man, I, oh, man. And you know what the problem was after I was so embarrassed? You know what the problem was? They were hidden in plain sight. Hidden in plain sight. Now, Jill Buck's 90 years of age, and she works up here at our church. Three days a week, Jill Buck still comes in. And so I'm telling this to Jill how embarrassing that was. <laughs> Glasses up here, couldn't fill them. And she goes, Pastor? I go, yeah. She goes, I've never done that. She's 90. I said, Jill, you don't even know where your car is right now. She goes, you're right, I don't. <laughs> Hidden in plain sight. There's a story in the Bible of a woman. She's a widow. She's got two kids. Her husband dies. The creditors are coming after her because she's in a lot of debt, not able to pay it. And so they give her a threat. They say, we're going we're to take your boys. We're going to sell them as slaves so you can pay your, your debt. And she was all freaked out. She was all upset. And there was a little jar of olive oil in her house. And from that little jar of olive oil, and by the way, God will never bless you by what you have lost. God will only bless you by what you have left. But do you see it? The problem is she had it, but she didn't see it. From that little jar of olive oil, the man of God caused her to be able to pay off all of her debt and to live the rest of her life on everything else she had left. But the issue was it was hidden in plain sight. So if that's the case, I guess my question is, what else could be hidden from us in plain sight? What might be hidden from you in plain sight? The answer to the prayer that you've been praying, what if it's already been given and it's right there by you, you just can't see it? What if nothing else is coming? What if God has already given you everything he's going to give you concerning that issue, but you can't see it? It's hidden in plain sight. You've been playing for a man. You want a Tim Tebow on fire for God, Holy Spirit-filled, good-looking, truck-driving man. And he's sitting seven rows away from you right now, hidden in plain sight. You're a single Some of you go, where is he? Where? Show me. Point at him. Some of you men are in here, and you've done well, but you're lonely. You're looking for a woman you can laugh with, take out to dinner, have adult conversations with, and uh, share your resources with. Oh, you, you women just woke up on that, didn't you? You Just woke right up. And they're three rows from you, hidden in plain sight. Where'd you two meet? Right here at church? How long you been coming to church, Courtney? Well, how long you been coming? Uh-huh. How, had you seen each other before? No, you didn't? She's been up on the platform for years, man. you got to get your eyes checked. That's all I can tell you. But you know what the issue was? You know what it was? You both were hidden in plain sight. So if that's the case, right, what else is hidden from us? What other answer? You've been praying for a job, a career, to be able to move away from a, a, a minimum wage coffee-pouring job? You've been praying for God to give you the answer. And the truth of the matter is you've been pouring coffee in the cup of your future employer, that woman, that man, and you did it last week. But they're hidden in plain sight. Wow. Well, I want you to take a look at this passage of Scripture out of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to read the story to you, and I'm going to kind of read it kind of quickly. So here we go. Um, It says, when the king of Aram, which is Syria... When the king of Aram uh, was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. And time and time again, Elisha warned the king. So that he would be alert when he went to those places. The king of Aram, which is Syria, became very upset over this, and he called his officers together and demanded, which of you is a traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? There is a leak in my organization. Somebody is tweeting out information that they should not be tweeting out. It is not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elisha the prophet in Israel tells the king of Israel, even the words that you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is in Dothan. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots of horses around the city. And when the servant of God, the servant of the man of God, got up, the servant of the man of God, so not Elisha but his servant, when he got up early the next morning, he went outside, and there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what do we do? The young man cried to Elisha, and Elisha, don't be afraid. Eh, there's more on our side than there are on their side. Then Elisha prayed, "O oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he looked up, and he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. This is the angel army of God. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha then played, "Uh, uh, Lord, would you please uh, blind them? So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told him, "Uh, you've come to the wrong way and this isn't the right city. Follow me and I'll take you to the man that you're looking for. And he led his enemy. (laughs) See, the enemy's after him. Now all of a sudden he's leading his enemy. He led them to the city of Samaria, and as soon as they entered Samaria, which is in Israel, of course, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened the eyes, and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. And when the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, My father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elijah replied, Do you kill prisoners of war? Give them some food, give them some drink. send them home to their masters. So the king made a great feast for them, and he sent them home to their master after that feast. Uh, after that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Well, I want to talk this morning to those of you that are under attack. Those of you who the enemy has been shooting at your joy, been shooting at your peace, been shooting at your happiness, your hope for the future. And maybe you feel like you're just living under a constant threat. Something bad's going to happen. Um, and you might even be wondering if you've done something wrong, and that's why. And it's not that you've done something wrong. It's just you're under a threat because you are a threat. Elisha was being attacked and going to be killed for one reason, his giftings. And the Holy Spirit has put giftings in you. And when those Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has put giftings in you as a child of God, the enemy immediately put a target on your back, and he will never take it off. You're praising, you're worshiping, you're going to work, you're letting people know that you're a Christian, you're talking about Jesus, and therefore you have a threat. A threat is an indication of something unpleasant or dangerous that is going to happen to you, and you will always be living under a threat. So hear me, if you're going to have a great life, you're going to have to learn how to do it under a threat. Take a look at this teaching point. And everybody read this right out loud with me. I have to learn how to sleep while the enemy is marching. Say it again. I have to learn how to sleep while the enemy is marching. One of the greatest gifts that I think God ever gives us is the gift of peace. To be able to lay your head down at night and your mind not stay up and walk the floor. To be able to have a good night's sleep, a good rest. And it doesn't matter what's going on at work, the craziness that's happening here, or what you just heard on the news, it doesn't make any difference. You're going to sleep well because you've learned how to have a good night's rest while the enemy is marching against you. Don't you think Elisha knew they were coming? I mean, come on, you read the story. He knew what was happening. God was downloading this stuff to him, and yet he goes to bed, and he sleeps just fine. There is great value in the gift of peace that Jesus gives us. Ann and I have a, have a drama-free zone house. We do not allow drama in our home. We got drama everywhere else. Everybody else we come and kind of, family members got drama. Everybody got drama. Everybody worried about something. Everybody got a problem. But when we get to our house, we have created in our house a retreat, a restoration center, and we have, it is a drama-free zone. You try to bring drama over into our house, we will push you out the door. It's not allowed in our home. It's not allowed in our home life. And I'm going to tell you something. We really sleep good at night. I mean, we lay down, we go to sleep. I'm a 930 at night, go to sleep kind of guy. She is a midnight, staying up with a light on kind of girl. I'm not kidding you. But I'm a 430 wake up loud because she kept me up, tried to, till midnight the night before. We do it every night. But one of the greatest gifts that Jesus gives us is the gift of peace. So I want you to hear me right now. I can understand why drug addicts are drug addicts. I can understand why alcoholics are alcoholics. Because here's the truth. If I could find real, lasting peace in a pill, I would take it. That's how important it is to me. And if I could find it in a drink, I would drink it. It's just not there. Jesus said it this way. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift. What is it, Jesus. Peace of mind and peace in your emotions. And the peace I give is a gift what? The world can't give it. So you're not going to, he created you where you can't find peace anywhere else but find it in him. So, so this, this, gift, this, this gift that God gives, you've got to you gotta be able to sleep and sleep good while the enemy at work or anywhere else is marching against you and the devil telling you about it in your mind, telling you it's a problem, telling it's going to take you out, telling it's going to get you. Teaching point number two. The first problem that Elisha dealt with was a seeing problem. The first problem he dealt with. Now, he wakes up, right, and here's this army that's all around him. And you would think, well, he's going to deal with the army. This, this is how he handles that army. It's like he didn't surprise them at all. He knew they were coming, and he goes, yeah, yeah, they were, mm, 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 yep, yep, more with us than them. you got a seeing problem. And then he says, and this is what he deals with, Lord... Help him to be able to see correctly. Now, watch this, guys. You can be in tune with your physical senses and not in tune with your spiritual ones. And I pray before you leave this planet that you are able to see more than what you're seeing. Because if all you can see in the physical, all you can hear is in the physical, then you, my friend, are missing out on the whole benefit of being a child of God. You are not supposed to react like other people act, do what other people do, respond to something like other people respond, freak out as other people freak out, because you, as a child of God, should be able to see in to the spiritual with eyes of faith. Why? Because you listened to the Word of God with hearing of faith. And God said it's impossible to please Him without faith. So here He deals with a seeing problem. There was something that was obvious that somebody saw, but he missed it. And here's my question. Is there something in your life that is so obvious that would be the answer to your problem? And everybody around you can see it, but you can't see it? The first thing he said was, Father, open his eyes. There's a seeing problem here. And he opens his eyes, and he sees this army And this is what I love. I I love to envision what the Bible's talking about. So I've never been to the city of Dothan. So I don't know what that looks like. But I have been to the book cliffs. Any of you ever been back into the book cliffs? How many of you have been at least far back as the gun range in the book Cliffs? Will you raise your hand? All the rednecks in the church. Great. Okay, so we know where it's at, right? Well, when you go back into the book cliffs and you get closer to the cliffs, I want you to imagine with me, envision it. You're back there in that area, and you look up on the ridge. And you've got... Fiery chariots, as far as you can see this way, and fiery chariots, as far as you can see that way, of the angels of God's army on the ridge of the book cliffs. You got that vision? Look at them, look at them, look at them. Now I want you to take your problem, your enemy, whatever it is in your life, okay? And I want you to take that problem and I want you to put it right in front of you. Then I want you to look at the problem. Then I want you to look at the army of God's angels. Then I want you to look at the problem and look at the army of God's angels. You got it? You got it? How many of you got it? All right, teaching point. Next teaching point. Your problem is really not as big as you think it is. I think God got me up out of the bed this morning to come and tell you your problem is really not as big as you think it is the problem is you've been seeing only the problem and when you focus only in the flesh in your seeing you miss out on the reality of what's happening in the spirit oh my gosh your problem is really not as big as you think it is so stop freaking out stop freaking out why is it that the servant was freaking out and Elisha was so calm? Because Elisha could see what was hidden in plain sight. And that is, his God was closing in on what was closing in on him. Oh, God, I swear, one of these days I'm going to go preach at a black church so that I can get some response out of some people that aren't sitting out there sleeping. Did you not just hear what I said? Your God is closing in on the problem that's been closing in on you. That's better. I'm going to go home myself, get on Facebook, and talk about how great this message is. I'm going to, tell you, I'm going to put hashtag the light just came on. Oh my gosh oh my gosh, that's why there's no need for you and I to freak out because God's closing in on it. Next teaching point. And the problem didn't really come to kill him. It came to exercise his vision. The problem you have in your life is not there to kill you. It can't. It came to exercise your vision. I hope, I hope for every person we have in our church, you're able to do life in eyes of faith. You really are. Because if you don't, the news is going to freak you out. And our country is going to freak you out. And things you read are going to freak you out. And your work and your boss coming to you, oh, the economy, oh, 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 oh it's going to freak you out. But if you're able to, as a child of God, to go, well, I oh, don't, I don't see those angels up there all freaked out. And I see this problem in front of me as a very small issue. All of a sudden, things change. Oh, wait a minute. A new light's come on. Now, now follow me on this. This is good. That problem in front of you is not meant to kill you. It's meant to exercise your vision, your spiritual, your spiritual vision. Now, think about this. Think about this for a moment. This is very simple, and I, I want you just to follow it. But It's very simple. Let's say you pull over to a convenience store that you've never been to before, And you walk in and talk to a person that you do not know and never met. And you ask this question, "Um, where's the restroom? And he says to you, who you've never met, "Uh, go down the hallway, and there's a door on the left. Now, when you open the door, you're going to need to reach in around the door because the light switch is up about head high on the right side. And you go, okay. And you walk down there because you listened. And he told you something that you believed, and you acted on it, and the light came on. And you go, well, duh, sure. Why wouldn't you? Okay. By somebody you've never met that you did not know, you listened, you believed, you acted, and the light came on. Right? Your heavenly father, you go to, and you say, I need more resources for my family. I need to be able to pay bills and we want a nice vacation and we like to do this and we would like to do that. And your heavenly father says, you need to take the first 10% of everything that I've given you to your church where you are being fed and give it. Now watch this. You listen, you believe, you act, and the light comes on. And that which has been shut off to you is now opened up to you. But in the flesh, you get a calculator out and you go, no, 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 I had to be a big mess. We can't do that. Because that's what the flesh tells you to do. But the light will never come onto you until you listen, you believe, and you act. And then you go, Oh, I get it. The windows of heaven have been opened up in our home. Whew, man. man. that's just flat out good. That's all I can do. Let me give you a quick side note. Let me give you a quick side note. Did you guys notice that the army of angels didn't do anything? <laughs> Did y'all pick that up in the story? They didn't do a thing. They showed up. They didn't do nothing. It's pretty much one man, prayer, and that one man's God. The angels were dispatched around Elisha for his confidence. <laughs> Just saying, second. They weren't there to fix the problem. They were there to boost his confidence. Dear child of God, the angels have only been placed around you with your eyes of faith to let you know that you are in a dangerous yet controlled environment. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is that's freaking you out, the angels are there to tell you this environment is controlled. Controlled. It can't do, can't touch, can't change. So calm yourself down. Amen. And once you, as a child of God, realize that those angels were sent to give you confidence, I'm not saying you're going to get cocky, but you ought to have a little bit better swag than And I'm not saying they're going to do what you need to do, which is pray to your Heavenly Father, get the answer, and move forward. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you need to stop freaking out. And you need to reach forward to that enemy that's standing right in front of you and just tap it on the forehead. You tap it. Tap, 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 tap. Tap, 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 tap. And then say to the enemy, you might need to turn yourself around and look back over your shoulder, Scooter. Scooter. Because the intimidation that you're trying to put on me is being put on you. And God is closing in on you when you thought you were closing in all me. So now you need to worry about what you try to make me worry about. And come on now, come on. And all of a sudden, you're leading your enemy. Watch how this changes. Now all of a sudden, you're leading the enemy. Come on. Come on. Hey, hey, come on, stupid. Come on. Man. You got to stand with me for a minute. The Bible says that the angels of God encamp round about those who fear him. The word fear means reverence. means look at him as the ultimate authority. So that's why the enemy tries to get you to look at your problem in the flesh. Because when you look at it only in the flesh, you lose your defense. But if you look at it in the spirit and you got a problem and your hands are raised in praising God and you're worshiping God, and that's why when you come to a worship service, it's not just singing. When you come to a worship service, you are bringing heaven into your situation. You are surrounding yourself with the power and the authority of God over that enemy problem. That's why it's not a game when we come in here and sing. We come here and sing praise God because we are We are bringing, we're locking heaven into those ridges, those edges, those cliffs. And God starts closing in on what's been closing in on you. I'm 58 years of age. And after, what, 40 years of ministry, more, I would tell you as a child of God that that right there is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life to start your day I'm telling you if God gives me more years I will do it I'll say it every year that is the most important thing you can do because you'll find out your God is crazy in love with you he's not mad at you he loves you he wants you to have a great life he wants to bless you and your problem to him is laughable it is laughable Do is look up, but you know what we do? This is our this is our seeing problem, Luke. This is our seeing problem. Here's the problem, and we're looking at it. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh what are we gonna do? I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't. Know. And then, as a child of God by faith, if you just go, I, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I have assignment today I'm here to remind you you're a Christian you're a Christian you don't respond to news like everybody else responds, you turn the stupid stuff off half of it isn't even true you're just freaking out I want to ask you a question I want you to be real with me now how many of you would be honest and say there might be more than what I've been seeing now hang on already dispatched stuff from me that I'm missing. Other people seem to be seeing stuff. I'm not. But is it possible that in your life, concerning whatever problem you might be facing, there might be more to it that you're seeing? Would you raise your hand? Would you get down here? Because I'm going to ask God to open your eyes. Come on. If you just raise your hand, come on down here right now. Come on. I ask God to open up some eyes this morning. Whew. I don't want to waste time wasting time. I'm getting too old to waste time. And this whole thing right here is embarrassing. It's just it's embarrassing. Something everybody else can see so plain that I can't see. What are you missing? What are you missing? Is it possible? God's not sending you nothing else. You're tripping over it. You're tripping over what He already gave you. You just, you just don't see it as the answer. You just don't see it. Because you're trying to figure it all out in the, in the flesh. You're trying to figure it out with a calculator. <laughs> oh man it's laughable in the spirit laughable so I got up out of the bed this morning to give you my assignment and that is to remind you that you are a Christian and no weapon that is ever raised up against you will ever win against you ever stop being afraid of it ever ever been looking at it like it's a sword and it's a slinky it can't hurt you that was funny I thought that was right off the top of my head right there secondly you're in a controlled environment you're in a controlled environment he's got you covered you're freaking out because you don't see it you're seeing everything but that he could not love you more than he loves you now Clean up your act. He won't love you anymore. He won't love you anymore than he loves you right now. Your environment is is fixed. The game's fixed. Your future, he's got it. Don't ever let the intimidation of the enemy cause you to forget how important you are and how powerful you are in Christ. I want to remind you one more thing. While you think the enemy's closing in on you, God is closing in on it. <laughs> He's closing in on it. He's really just playing with it and messing with it until you will finally go. <laughs> He just wants you in on his game. He just wants you to finally step on his playing field. You're in tune with your physical senses. What about your spiritual ones? Father, I'm asking you right now for everyone down here that you give them your peace. Jesus, give us peace of mind and peace in our emotions. The biggest battle we deal with sometimes is in our head. God, if I'm a friend to anybody down here, if they can point at it, touch it or kick it or whatever, I could fix it for them maybe. But I can't do a thing about what's going on in their head. And that is frustrating to family members. So, Father, you are the only one, not a pill, not a drink. You are the only one that brings a peace that doesn't even make sense so I pray for that peace right now on the hearts and lives of every person here. And God, open their eyes. Everybody say this, open my eyes. Let me see what you want me to see. Let me see what I've been missing. Oh, Father, thank you so much. I pray in Jesus' name that as we leave here today, that that difficulty or that challenge tomorrow morning we get a new look at it after a great night's sleep tonight. We get a new look at that tomorrow morning. To go. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to put a MacGyver kind of a move on that one. I didn't even know that was possible to fix it that way. Oh, that looks so simple. Oh, there's the answer to that. Oh, that person in my life? Yeah, they're now out of my life. I'm done with that. This new person, that one right over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even notice them before and they were right there all the time. Open my eyes, let me see your love, your protection. Let me see your forgiveness. Awaken my spiritual senses that I can see what I've never seen before. And thank you that I'm gonna see new things this week And whatever you want me to do, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to believe what you said, and I'm going to act on it. Because, well, Lord, the lights come on. And thank you for that. There's new scene today. There's new vision today. There's new answers today. There's new resources today. There's new people today. There's new fixes to challenges today. Thanks for waking me up. In Jesus' name,
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10.9. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my Savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this, in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.